People of the world, welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 135. Yes, that is 135. And today is February 9th, 2022. Wow. Yeah, really, it is. It is. It is wow. <laughs> uh, it was like Christmas yesterday in my brain. Christmas is in a couple weeks. What was the quote? Uh, you will say wow. What was he even referencing about that? Like the we? Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was something. I don't know. I some of those quotes, like some of those quotes, stick with like just us, and that's about it. Um, and I feel like that's one. I of think them. about you. And the you will say wow, wow thing. <laughs> there, there was. Uh, well, anyway, there. Well, whatever. I'm Paul. Here's Ahmed. Let's jump into the episode. Uh, so okay. There was this one when Phil Spencer was not in the position that he's in now, and he was in a lower-level position, and he stuttered so hard in the middle of an E3 presentation. I mean, not really so hard. To me and Logan, it was so hard. And Logan and I used to watch, like, E3 together, like, over Skype and stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember Skype. Those are the good old yeah, days. Uh, oh, yeah, Skype. Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all I remember is Phil Spencer being like, you'll get to experience some un- un unforgettable memories or something like that un, and un, he i'm pretty sure he said un like twice but in my head it was like seven times so <laughs> man I, I feel like there's yeah and you gotta remember these people are presenting to like a bajillion people and they're getting paid a bajillion dollars too but uh yeah pretty cool stuff Speaking so of anyway presenting to a bajillion people it's so weird because so i'll just jump into what i've been doing sorry paul i'm stealing this <laughs> no problem but um this past weekend our friend friend of the show julie in our discord um, had a little PowerPoint presentation party for her birthday where everyone like prepared a random PowerPoint presentation about whatever topic they want to talk about. So of course mine was about like roller coasters that are dating because I'm a nerd. Um, but like, I'm always on camera at my job, talking to people, talking to clients and I never get nervous. Like I'm fine. It's just my day to day. Like I've presented in front of people before. Like I don't really get stage fright. I don't know during that presentation why I was like shaking. I was like, um, and then this, and then that, and then blah, blah. And it was like clicking through the presentation so fast. I, I don't know if it was noticeable. The roller, the roller coaster thing that you presented yeah. you're talking about? I was like, I don't know why I was so nervous suddenly. I was like, what is happening? Like I do this podcast in front of people all the time. Like I'm streaming all the time. Why was yeah. I so nervous to present? I have no idea. I have no idea why it got me like that. But so you didn't have confidence in your topic. That's the problem. Maybe it's fine. I didn't win anyway, even though I was the funniest and people were laughing. I saw I went through the chat. It was very validating. And then they were like top three winners and it wasn't me. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll die, I guess. <laughs> um, what was the what is that thing? People. Oh, 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 that was from um, the Sean Spicer, Melissa McCarthy uh, Saturday Night Live skit where she's like, there were people laughing and people enjoying themselves. <laughs> Anyways, those were the funniest. Those were the fun. I, I don't know if it was that, but she like listed off these things that were happening in an event that Trump did. Yeah, it, oh oh, man, those skits were the funniest shit on the planet with the podium. Anyway, Anyways. Uh, that's 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 not the the point here. Yes. The you will say wow thing totally uh, totally aside is from Iwata. Yes. In two thousand five, and he said when you turn on the Wii and you see the graphics, you will say wow. Ah. And. I mean, did we? Them graphics. Did we say wow? Well? I don't know about all that. Wow, no. But thank you for your service. No. <laughs> anyway, um, besides the PowerPoint presentation, I haven't really done too much of anything else. Um, Time out. Time out. What? Time out. Timing out. First of all, Carlos said animals in heat. 
valid point. Animals possibly. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Uh, outside in the backyard. Yes. And then Justin said, if you beat Roller Coaster Tycoon, you would have been more confident. And he's right, goddammit. And he should say it. When will I be able to live? You just tell me. Schedule time on my calendar. I'll send you my calendar link. He said schedule you, time on my calendar. Who the hell know. do you think you are? It's, but I feel so powerful saying that to my to my uh, my clients nowadays. I'm like, yeah, just put some time on my calendar. Here's my link. Honestly, it's the Calendly. I don't know if you guys know or are familiar in the know about Calendly. Basically, you connect to your Google Calendar. This is not paid advertising, by the way, but it should be, right? This is like a podcast ad. MeUndies. Um, calendly. <laughs> MeUndies are fantastic. I right now am wearing Avengers MeUndies, and oh. they just debuted Mickey and Minnie MeUndies, and I have not bought a pair. MeUndies Thank breathe. you. Continue. MeUndies Breathe is where it's at. Um, but no, the Calendly thing, you just like, you send them a link, and then they can see what free time you have in your calendar. They can book a meeting with you, and I'm like, this is a dream. So I'm like, well, if you want to chat, just uh, book some time on my calendar, and I feel so professional. Anyways. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, my two cents, find some time on my calendar if said the wrong way, it could come off really jerk-like. Oh, no, no, so. no. It's, it's more so like when they request, they're like, hey, when can we meet? I'm like, here, this will be so easy. Just use this link to put some time on my calendar or whatever works best for you. That is such a different story. Like, yes. that's not even like a powerful thing. You're like, hey, I'm being helpful to I you. I still feel there powerful are like, because I'm, I feel professional. I'm like, oh, yeah, put some time on my calendar. Like, professional and powerful are different apart. I guess. Um it's almost like I was talking recently uh, to some of my coworkers about the idea of challenging versus thought-provoking mm. and the differences between those. And I feel like like launching to the moon is challenging. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Like solving common problems is thought-provoking. So anyway, that's my, that's my TED Talk. Thanks for coming to it. Uh, however, there's some adults. people that are like... There's some <laughs> vertical integration. Uh, so I still don't even know what that means. So there are some people who are like, okay, uh, go ahead and uh, find some time on my calendar. Like, go ahead. It's it's like a challenge. <laughs> like, I challenge you to find time on my calendar like, to meet with you. Go ahead, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. So what else have you been doing oh, besides uh, having people find some time on your calendar? <laughs> Um, I've been playing uh, Uncharted 1 and 2 on stream. I'm going through the entire series. So, uh, did I not? Hold on. I can't hear myself. Oh, yes, I can. There we go. Sorry. It was weird. Um, uh, I beat Uncharted 1 in one sitting, which I did not expect, because HowLongToBeat.com said that the average beat time for that game was eight hours. So I started it with the intention of playing it in two sessions, and then I beat it within five hours. And I was like, what? I wasn't even rushing. Justin can attest. I died like every two seconds. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so I beat that. Really oh quickly. my god! Last night I was getting so frustrated with you. <laughs> Listen, that game is really difficult for no reason. <laughs> like it was easy up until that last point. Like in Nepal, I was like, "Where the hell am I supposed to go?" Like, please give me a warning. Like, what? It was. It was getting. I was weird. like, "Ahmed, jump off the house, go towards the people." There was nowhere. Paul, what do you want me to do? Okay. I'm gonna die. The, me, the tank is gonna shoot me. Behind me, there was nowhere to jump. And if I jumped off the house in front, I would lay in front of the tank. And when I jumped off to the side, it was too far, or too far, and I fell to my death. Ahmed, at the end of the day, you did what I told you to do, and you freaking made uncorrect. it. Incorrect. Incorrect? It's not uncorrect. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I have, like, uh, a little bit of Uncharted 2 left. I have, like, literally one or two chapters. Um, I'm very much in the end game for that, so I'll probably finish that after this uh, podcast tonight. Um, and then I'll play three. We're in four, the end game. And then the movie comes out on the 18th. So I'll be all caught up. And any references they make, I'll be like, ah, uh, yes, this was in chapter 22 of Uncharted 4. <laughs> you absolutely will not be doing I that. I won't. I don't remember nothing. 
Um, but at least, like, I'll remember the different locations. Because, like, in the movie trailer, they at least reference one of the scenes from Uncharted 3. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun. Anyway, um, I haven't played any of Ghost of Tsushima, unfortunately. Um, just because I've been focusing on Uncharted. But I do want to get back on that train and try to finish that. I'm not going to finish it before Horizon Forbidden West comes out, if we're being honest. But we'll see. Um, it's not worth rushing through it. I'll get to that when I talk about my stuff. Yeah, but that's my. It's opinion. not worth rushing through it. it. is It is very fun to like as a pick up and play. Like you play a little quest here and there, and then just turn it off. Um, and then just some more Forza, but I'm kind of waning on that honestly. And ever since watching the Gran Turismo Seven State of Play, I'm actually really excited for that. Uh, I haven't played a Gran Turismo game since two, so it's been quite a minute. Um, but they're bringing back like a lot of the favorite features that I think they like nixed since two. Like, the license test feature, I don't think that happened, or that was in any of the games besides 2 and the first one. Um, so this feels like the right time to jump back into the series, so I'm excited for that. It looks really, really good. Um, and in terms of shows and things, I haven't really, I don't, I want to, I feel like I watched the movie, but I don't remember what it was. Um, but I started watching Broad City for the first time. That show is absolutely batshit insane. It is ridiculously funny, but almost like, it's almost a little bit too over the top, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, that's on Hulu, for, for those that are curious um and then i finally caught up on boba fett since we last spoke um not caught up as of i haven't watched the finale which just released today um but i'm caught up for the most part so i'll watch the finale after after tonight or tomorrow morning or something i don't know um but that's been fun it's not like the best but it's fun it's like filler to me it's what it feels like but yeah what have you been doing amen to that yeah. Uh, I have been. I've been playing more Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm on like chapter nine, which I think is like more mm. than halfway through the game at this point. So hopefully I beat that. The chapters are pretty short. It's a pretty linear game. I I'm enjoying it though. It's like it's scratching an itch of like I'm hitting a bunch of buttons. Stuff's happening. There's some story involved. It's fun. Uh, nothing too crazy. A lot more enjoyable than I thought it would ever be. Yeah. So I mean, it was uh, so that's cool. up for a lot of awards at TGA. So I know it's like a good yeah, game. Yeah. Well, just... well, right. And that was like that was one of the things I was thinking about. Like you know, that's why I kind of jumped back into it. I'm like, oh, this is a fun like you go. You know, you go around, beat people up. You got skill points. You use them on you know the guardians, or whatever. It's pretty linear. It's not too deep in that sense. So yeah. um, I've been enjoying it a lot. And uh, so I've been, I've been playing some of that. Um, and I meant to play some of that on stream, but I don't know if that's a good stream game. Like, it's a very much like I boot it up, I beat a chapter, and I turn it off. And I don't know. I don't think it's a good stream game. But yeah. um, I've been playing – well, I haven't played Halo Infinite in a while, and we were starting to talk about this. I'm like, I meant just like oh. let's record and I'll talk about it yeah. when we get on. Uh, but I hit the battle pass. I'm at level 100, and Logan had warned us and was like, when you hit level 100, you don't get any more experience anymore. You kind of lose your desire to play the play the game. And he is 100% right, because now I'm like, there's no, not really any new game modes, there's no, like, limited time events, uh, there's not really a reason for me to go back in and play. Yeah. Like, I'd rather play something more gratifying, like a single-player game, like Ghost of Tsushima, or Guardians of the Galaxy, or whatever, um, you know, whatever comes to mind. Which is interesting, no, We're trying, like, to, trying to game pass game. Sorry, against all odds, Overwatch kept us coming back for no incentive. Like, there was literally nothing for us to play for, there's no leveling up, there's no nothing. And yet we well, there was leveling back. up, but there was just no... I mean, you would level up, but there was no incentive to That's level up. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, you'd level up, but it was just a number. Like, it didn't actually... You gain all this XP for what? For nothing. But we kept coming yeah, back Yeah, for to nothing. It. So, like... I know. There's something to be said. That game was... Is 
addicting as hell. Like, we, I've been playing anymore, but, like, addicting as hell. Whereas, I don't know, there's something to be said there. Like, they really had something going. I'm hoping... So that's why I enjoyed Mystery Heroes yeah. so much. Because Mystery Heroes would, like, force you to learn how to play new characters. Which I enjoy that aspect of, yeah. like... Oh, I'm playing Ana. Like, let me see how well I can do it if I can get my ultimate before I die. Yeah. So it was almost like a challenge mode without being a challenge mode. Whereas, like, the um, closest equivalent in Halo Infinite is Fiesta, where you spawn with different weapons, and it's like, all right, but you're, everyone's the same. Oh, I got this kill. The same Woo! character. Like, it's not yeah. as varied, I guess, in the gameplay. It's not as exciting. I don't know. I'm, Realistically, yeah. I'll, probably hit a, I'll probably hit a bump again where I go back into Halo and play more, and I think that... You know, there's probably going to be more new game modes coming out soon, hopefully, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'll jump into it. And, like, I love Big Team Battle, and I like playing that game. Um, I like playing that game just for fun, too. Just, it's been like, okay, do I play Halo, or do I beat another chapter of Guardians? And I'm like, let me just beat another chapter of Guardians. Yeah. So, we'll see. I don't know. It's, uh, like, I bought the Battle Pass, and I I don't, I'm probably not going to hit 100, if we're being honest. Like, I know it's till March, but realistically, it's not going to happen. But, it was nine bucks, whatever. But, like, I... I don't know. There's a lot of hubbub on the internet about how, like, they created it as a live service game, but it's just not getting as much love as games like Fortnite and Apex do, which are also free to play in live service games. So I think people are used to that development pace. Even, like, Apex doesn't get updates that often, but apparently, like, it took, you know, three months for, like, Halo Infinite to fix, like, some major issues or whatever. I don't know. I haven't really looked too deep into it, but um, hopefully, hopefully it'll have a better future and it's just off to a little bit of a rocky start. Um, you have to remember that a lot of those games are well into their life cycles at this point. Like yeah. even Apex has been around for a Apex couple of years now. Years now, yeah, yeah. So um, part but, of me, like yeah. in the back of my head, I'm like, I hope Overwatch Two is good. And now, like, I'll feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> like that it's not necessarily all the same Blizzard people. Like hopefully Microsoft will do some cleaning house. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know what the best part will be is that we can transition over to Xbox now because it's going to be free on Game Pass. So, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So $70 versus play on Xbox and it's free on Game Pass. So We'll see. Unless they, like, like import your costumes and stuff from Overwatch 1. We'll have to see how the cross-progression and stuff works because I have so many skins. I mean, like, I missed out on a bunch for the past few months, past few events because I just stopped playing, but, like, so many skins on playstation so yeah i hope they at least like transfer over or whatever we'll see i guess yeah we shall see um yeah sorry what else i've been doing yeah. ghost of tsushima uh, i've been playing a little bit more ghost of tsushima i don't know maybe i'm like bad at that game but <laughs> i i like die a lot holy shit man and it's the like battle system you really have to get good at it it's it's yeah. difficult at first try leveling up your parry skills first that's my tip to you Okay. Because there's a lot of like things that you can level up to start like parrying un- unblockable uh, attacks, so that you can start actually like blocking them or parrying them or whatever. So try that. Okay, first. so that that's a good point because like this guy will pull out a spear and I'm like, mm, anyways, like I either gotta yeah. like and he's always doing like, the jump over to the side and you're like, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh it's a lot of fun though. I'm enjoying it. I have had a discussion with myself internally I've, you know had these had a little meeting had these thoughts put time in your calendar. i i am <laughs> i put time on my own damn calendar uh and i am going to try to not rush through ghost tsushima and i'm just going to try to like take a little bit of time because i'm really enjoying like the little camp outs and you go and you like 
yeah. take it over or save the people from the Mongols or whatever. You yeah. know, like I've been getting a kick out of that. So even when Horizon comes out, because I'm sure I'll probably marathon through Horizon mm. uh, to see the story and everything. Um, but I'm probably going to slow roll through Ghost Tsushima, which is why I said maybe don't rush through it because I'm trying to get out of that mindset and more in the mindset of like, let me enjoy this game because if I rush through it, like to try to get it done before another date or whatever, like before, I don't know, what is it, 10 days away, I guess, yeah, I don't know. for uh, Horizon. Something like that. Um, if I do that, I'm going to like rush to the point that I'm going to go so fast through it that I'm going to like lose interest and just get it over with. Yeah. Um, which is one of my, I hate that phrase, yeah. get it over with. I think the, it's like supposed to be enjoyment. Yeah. The, the inspiration, I guess, for finishing it before Forbidden West, which won't happen, but the, the idea was that they're very similar games. I imagine, at least, like, because I see a lot of similarity between Ghost Tsushima and Horizon for uh, uh, Zero Dawn, the first one. Um, so that's, like, the concern is, like, I don't want to be playing, like, two of the same game, basically. So, like, I've gotten better right. about, like, no longer just waiting to finish one game at a time. Like, I'll have a few games on different genres and different platforms to play at any given time so that I'm always, like, if I want a relaxing game, I'll play some Firewatch or Valhalla. If I want a more intense game, I'll play, like... Returnal or Halo Infinite. If I want to race, I'll play for uh, Forza. If I want to, you know, shoot people, I'll play Uncharted. I don't know. Um, so, just having a, a the one problem I do have slate. Yeah, the one problem I do have is I like often quickly forget about the story and like forget what happened. Oh, the story. And that is. Yeah, that's the different thing. Like, or you forget, or you forget you like where you left. No, well, well <laughs> that that's the digital future. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I, sometimes I get caught up and like forget where I was at and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's the that's the main issue. Is like just I don't know remembering where because like I started uh, Mass Effect remastered a few weeks ago and I haven't played in a few weeks and now I'm like, wait, what did I do? Who are these people again? And I'm like yeah. so disengaged from it. So that's that's the, the worst when you first start a game and like you're early enough that it's like you just had a taster. You're like, oh, this is so great. Yeah. And then you just like totally forget. But then it's like, I don't want to restart and do all that again. Like, no, nope. on. So nope. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll you just have to jump back into it before it's like too. if you too jump late. back. Yeah. If you jump back into it, you'll eventually remember yeah, uh, what's going on. But um, so we got to talk about free weekend in Riders Republic, uh, which here this is your PSA. This weekend is a free weekend. Free play weekend for Riders Republic. Isn't that game on Game Pass? It's always free to me. No, oh. no, it's not. You're thinking kidding. of Descenders or something like that. Uh, Ryan is threatening to ride if we don't. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So one interesting thing. Speaking of Horizon Forbidden West, it comes out in nine days, by the way, on the 18th. Mm. Uh, one interesting thing, and not like that this really matters to anybody, but the high end collector editions of Horizon Forbidden West. I forget, I think we talked about this a while ago. Mm. Actually, comes with the digital edition of the game and not the disc copy of the game. Um, I did not realize that. So, like, the sub $100 versions don't come with a digital copy. They come with a physical copy. But, like, the 200 and the $260 copies come with um, a digital copy of the game, That's which I thought was kind of interesting. really strange. That feels Yeah, weird. I don't know. That feels wrong, but... I don't know. Sure. I don't know. It, it is what it is. It's just something random. Like, it popped in and... Someone was like, oh, like the Regalia edition or the Regala edition came in stock. And I looked at it and it was like, contains like digital code for the game, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Interesting. I, I mean, I'm going to buy it digitally regardless, but 
Interesting. Yeah, I've got it pre-ordered. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm going all digital on PlayStation. There, no physical game holds. Oh, I am not. I'm not going to even clown you in front of everybody here. I told you that. You're like, no, no, no. First party Sony games. You know, I, I want them physical. You're you right. Know? I did say that at one point, and then I thought about it more, and I'm like. Even first-party Sony games don't hold value. The, literally, the only first-party games that hold value are Nintendo, and that's it. Correct. Nothing else Correct. holds value. Doesn't matter if it's Halo. Doesn't matter if it's Last of Us Part Two. They don't hold value. All right, we are twenty minutes into the episode. Let me marathon through the rest of my ish. Oh yeah, and then let's move into the news. Sorry, we'll keep going. Um, all right, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. This is all good discussion. It's just too the the wrong damn day. Um, <laughs> Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, I booted that up. I played, uh, so what's pretty cool, and I don't know if you've if messed around with this, and I don't even know, it might be in like the base game as well, I, for, I forgot, but mm. you can actually play different scenes of Uncharted 4. Like So I beat both games, my saves transferred over, I popped a bunch of trophies, yeah, you and you can actually chapters. choose like what, no, like you can literally choose like the scenes that you want in those chapters to replay. So I don't it, know if it gets that really granular neat. in the original ones, but yeah, that's like a normal feature. I don't think that that's new to the collection. Okay, I wasn't sure, but I was like, this is awesome. I'll play, like, a scene of each, and then I ended up playing, like, three scenes in Uncharted 4, and then, like, I booted up Lost Legacy to look at it, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty. I already beat this game. Um, but, yeah, so it's it looks really nice, mm. and there's a 120 FPS mode that is really cool, too. Yeah. Um, I'll have to test but, that yeah, on so there's Oh, wow. <laughs> um, there, there's that, and then I played Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, which I'm not that far into. I like the ideas. What I've realized is that Pokemon games just don't suck me in like they used to. Like, it used to be like, I start a Pokemon, and I can play nothing but Pokemon, and I just, I'm not at that spot anymore, I guess. I guess I just don't have the time. I don't know what it is, but I've been trying to play a little bit of that at a time, um, and it's been fun. I, I really like the ideas in it. It's like Breath of the Wild-ish, but, like, also with ideas from sword and shield so i like it so far paul i have some um, for you the correct pronunciation is arceus arceus yeah. okay i looked whatever. it up because i was like you keep saying that but i'm not sure if that's correct but go on okay thank you thank you for correcting me on i really appreciate it and so do the fans I got you. uh this way we're keeping you know picture perfect views and <laughs> verbal expressions of fantasy characters so thank what you i it? appreciate that uh estonia estonia is gonna complain so. estonia estonia Ethiopia, stoked. Like, that's not correct Ethiopia, Ahmed. Yo, Ethiopian uh, okay. So All right, continue. What is so good? Ethiopian food. <laughs> Go oh, on. Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing with the class. Uh, so, what else? Uh, we've been watching Central Park, and we are like two episodes from. That's oh, the uh, Apple TV Plus show by the creators of Bob's Burgers, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, I think we're on the last episode. Is that possible? Yeah, we're on the last episode oh, nice. uh, of the season, so of season two. So I don't know why we didn't finish that. It's like a twenty-five minute episode, anyway. Mm -hmm. So we we finished up season one, and then we are almost done with season two. Nice. Yes, it is. It's entertaining. It's just like it's like got that Bob's Burgers humor. Um, Boba Fett. Without getting into any spoilers, I you know would be curious to hear what everybody else has to say. But uh, like Ahmed said, I you know it's like it was fun. It was, if you, like, get out of, like, oh, my God, I got to make sure all the lore is perfect and everything is crystal clear. Like, I think The Mandalorian is on, like, a totally different level with the two seasons that that was in. I think that The Book of Boba Fett was, like, a, it was, like, here's the analogy I'll make. When I was younger and I was, like, oh, my gosh, I love Pokemon so much. and Or, like, I don't know, I love something so much. 
I'm gonna like make my own little story about it, and then you just kind of start doing like weird shit, and you bring in like <laughs> yeah different characters and stuff like that without spoiling anything. You bring different characters, and you like have them go on little adventures and stuff together. That's kind of how Boba Fett felt. Yeah, um, where it was like, okay, like this is fun. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything because you know um, I'm a big proponent of you know not being spoiled. I'm gonna tell you all about it. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody because I do think there's some fun surprises in the show. Uh, I do think that, you know, I think that the tone shifts about halfway through the season, though, which I don't know if it's for the better. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so either way, that's that on Boba Fett. Uh, we did just watch the finale right before this episode, and it was good. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, I would not say. I don't know. It was like uh, it was like if you watch a Marvel movie and you're like, oh, this is like I'm here for like my dose of action and like and ah uh, and ooh, you know, like that's that's what I came for. That's what I got, and that was that was what was delivered upon. So definitely go check it out. Uh, it's a fun little show. And then it was just announced today. I forgot to put in the entertainment news that um, what's his face. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's coming May 23rd. Oh. They officially announced it finally. Interesting. I, they're not doing May 4th. Yeah. I like purposely like went away because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be spoilers or something <laughs> uh, in for Boba Fett in here. So yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a limited original series, starts streaming May 25th on Disney+. Plus. Interesting. That was as of four hours ago. I guess they so, just couldn't um, get it done early enough for May the 4th. Yeah, which which is I, well, I'd imagine they're probably so the way they typically line these shows up is like okay, one finishes, okay, the next one kind of starts within like a reasonable time after that. So yeah. I don't even know what the next what the next show is that we're getting. Um, probably Mandalorian ooh. season three. West Side Story starts streaming March second. Okay, we're getting into the West Side Story. Well, actually, no, hold on, hold on, time out. I watched Encanto finally. Oh yeah. Uh, er- Everyone appreciate me. So we finally watched Encanto. I really enjoyed it. Um, between that and Raya, I love them both a lot. Uh, Luca was great too, but I don't know. I just really liked Raya and Encanto, which is weird for me because I usually like Pixar movies better. Yeah, that's surprising because um, I liked Luca the most of the three, for being honest. I, I liked Luca a lot, but I think that the colorfulness of Encanto and like the music behind it, hmm. and I don't know, I, I, maybe, maybe it's Lauren's obsession with Raya. Um, that sucked me in because I feel like I've seen it like 10 times now. Oh, damn. Or heard it or seen it. No, maybe not watched it, but like Lauren will have it like on her desk, on her phone playing as she works or whatever. Yeah. And like I hear it and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that movie. I remember that scene. That was good. <laughs> I only um, watched but it no, once we, I, I think enjoyed we, it, but yeah, I didn't really get too into it. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, and I really liked Encanto. I, I really liked Luca as well, but mm. um, I don't know. Like Encanto stuck out. Um, I didn't 100% get the themes until, like, we started talking through them. I started reading online a little bit, and then I got the themes more and more, and some of our friends were talking about it as well. So, yeah. definitely recommend going and watching it. It's free on Disney+, Plus, um, and that's that. It. So, all right, let's jump into the entertainment news. Ahmed, yes, go watch Encanto again. Yes. All right, let's, uh, I'm going to run through some Disney Plus stuff, and then you can take the It Takes Two, and then we got a lot of video game news to talk about. Sounds so, good. Um, I, this is like hot off the hot, some hot off the press stuff here. Um, West side story is coming to Disney plus on March 2nd. That was announced 12 hours ago. Um, I gotta tell you, I gotta give Disney plus the uh, marketing credit team, uh, the marketing team credit where credit is due, excuse me. Um, and they're really good at like dropping these random announcements. Wait, so you're talking uh, about West side been- story, like the movie that just came out. The movie that just came out in December. Yes. is coming to Disney plus. Oh, because March. it was a Fox movie, right? 
Yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um. Okay. I thought it was like a separate show, and I'm like, all right, this is too much West Side Story content. Like, please. So this is interesting. Okay, so why don't I do this? I am going to go... Okay, so this came out two days ago on Monday. They actually went through and tweeted out all of their announcements in a much nicer way right here. Than on this. Um, okay, than in this article. This article, yeah, the article on D23 is like, here's all the casting announcements that were made, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so Disney Plus announced, or Disney Plus tweeted, we're kicking off this week with new Disney Plus announcements. Follow along for exciting updates. And action, the Mysterious Benedict Society, Big Shot, the Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, and High School Musical, the Musical, the Series, are all in production on new seasons. Um, uh, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, premieres February 23rd on Disney+, and the premiere will now include the first two episodes. Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, where there's... Oh, sorry. When there's a will, there's a wild globetrotting adventure. Okay, maybe... <laughs> Marketing, marketing team, settle down. Um, following the Welcome to Earth series, Nat Geo's most-watched original series comes pole to pole, an original series joining Will Smith on his 26,000-mile journey from the South Pole to the North Pole. Um, talk about time travel. Secrets of Sulphur Springs has been renewed for a third season. I'm not familiar with that, but it must be popular. I'm assuming it's a um, Nat Geo show. Uh, Sulphur Springs, yeah. probably. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> now, this one, do you remember Super Fudge from Judy Bloom, like the book that we read in grade school? Anyway, the Russo brothers are developing Super Fudge, an original movie based on the book by acclaimed author Judy Bloom, uh, for Disney Plus. And I was like, okay, um, and I, I don't know. I'm happy for the kids that are going to appreciate that. Uh, one part science, one part action adventure, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, an original documentary series coming to Disney Plus later this year. Um, Beyond Belief, Beyond Belief with David Blaine, an original series coming to Disney Plus, explores human achievement that science can't explain. Uh, Picture Perfect Photographer, an original documentary uh, series from Nat Geo Docs, Elizabeth Che Vassar Vassarhelly, Vassarhelly, and Jim K Chin is coming to Disney Plus. First episode tell the story of Nat Geo conservation photographers and real life couple Paul Nicklin and C M Mittermeier, or C Mittermeier, excuse me. Uh, we Feed People, directed by Real, uh, Ron Howard, follows renowned chef and humanitarian chef Jose Andres and his inspirational nonprofit, WC Kitchen. It's coming Memorial Day weekend. Um, interesting. There's a lot more on here than I remember. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, a Small Light is coming to Disney+. Plus. The original limited series tells the remarkable story of Mip Gies, the young woman who hid Anne Frank and her family from the Nazis during World War II. Oh, damn. Holy shit. I didn't hear about that. I didn't see that in the article. Anyway, I'd be interested in seeing that. I went down this rabbit hole about Anne Frank recently because I like, I was reading something about, uh, I don't know, something popped up in my feed about Anne Frank. I'm like, wait, remember when we read Anne Frank like in grade school? Yeah, that was like uh, such a diary. weird. I mean, not weird. Like it was, I don't know. It's a lot to no, throw it was at weird. us when we're I mean, like that it's, young, we, I it guess. was weird. But yeah, it was weird, important. but I think it was to bring like awareness, right? Yeah. I mean. No, it's important. And it, yeah. and. It's written in such a way that it's like a good teaching aid, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. So I guess they introduced uh, her at the same age that like Anne Frank was when she wrote the things. So you're like, you're this age, she had to go through this shit, read about it, and we're like, oh damn, we got a kid. I wonder if they, I wonder if they still teach that in schools. I mean, I imagine they do, but I don't know. I hope. 
Um, okay, get ready to binge Nat Geo and Disney Plus. Among seven new natural history series comes Great Migrations, featuring animals on epic migrations. Okay, what what is not Nat Geo here? <laughs> yeah, so Dare to discover. Damn. Dare to discover original series featuring Birdie G Photo, which is Birdie Gregory, uh, a wildlife filmmaker. Wonderful, another Nat Geo series. Uh, Supernatural reveal the secret powers, super sense of the world's most extraordinary animals. Oh. The original series from James Cameron. I thought you were saying Supernatural. And narrated by Ben. Show was coming to Disney Plus. I was like, no. hold up. What? And narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch coming to Disney Plus later this oh. year. Uh, John Favreau is making a series about lions. That man uh, really does everything under the sun. Disney's like, hey, we need somebody to do random thing XYZ. And he's like, yep. <laughs> Secret of the Elephants and Secrets of the Octopus are coming to Disney Plus on Earth Days 2023 and 2024. Glad that's out there. Um... From James Cameron, uh, home a natural doc a natural history franchise spanning multiple seasons. Isn't James Cameron busy Geo's with the Avatar two through five movies that those, have been playing are, for years? Those are never coming out. Got okay, it. what the hell? They're, these are okay. Uh, certainly, not at least sentient original documentary series coming to Disney Plus uh, from Darren uh, Aronofsky and Wildstar Films. The series Aronofsky? will show Aronofsky. Sorry, uh, will show that all life forms are sentient and invites us to rethink our place in nature. Okay. Thank you for nothing. Disney Plus uh, is renamed to Nat Geo Plus. Are there really all just Nat Geo announcements? Damn. No. Stop, 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 stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold everything. I mean, I like a National Geographic sometimes, I guess, but, like, damn. <laughs> he said, I only take one National, Ge National Geographic, please. Okay, I will highlight real quick some of the actual good stuff here. There go. There's a new, new movie called Prom Pact that's coming out, uh, and that's, like, a, I don't know, like, you know, a teeny bopper movie. <laughs> Uh, but that's Disney Plus original movie. The Naughty Nine is coming out. Uh, it's a holiday heist movie. Uh, think Ocean's Eleven at the North Pole? I'm going to leave you at that. Use your imagination. That's coming to Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Under Wraps 2, which is a sequel to a DCOM from a bajillion years ago that apparently nobody knows. Uh, Under Wraps, like the movie about the mummy or whatever, you know. Uh, Sobek, an evil mummy with a thousand-year-old grudge against his best friend turned bitter rival Harold is unexpectedly awakened. What's his best friend named Harold in ancient Egypt? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, growing up, a Disney Plus original series, executive produced by Brie Larson, oh. is a hybrid docu-series that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence through ten compelling coming-of-age stories. This has got Paul Kanye written all Wait, the hell sorry, over this it. Is still the Mummy one? Oh no, no, no! I moved on. This is called Growing Up. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like, wait, what? Renner. Oh, hold on, ready? Hold on. Renervations, a Disney Plus original series, is an original four-part series that embraces Jeremy Renner's lifelong passion for giving back to the communities around the world by reimagining unique, purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's need. Isn't that also with Brie Larson, the Renervations show? I remember seeing that on Twitter. No, it's just it's just him. Are you positive? Haven't he got a name? Uh, uh, D23.com doesn't say otherwise. Renner... Okay, while you do that, Goosebumps, the Disney Plus original series, is coming yes. out. Uh, combines teen comedy with horror, action adventure, mystery, and psychological thrill. The series follows a group of five high schoolers who unleash supernatural forces upon their town and must all work together thanks to and in spite of their friendships, rivalries, and past with each other in order to save it. That's the most run-on run sentence ever. Uh, is influenced by five of the most popular Goosebumps books. We talked about the Proud Family. We talked about Secrets of the Sulphur Springs. Uh, there's a Disney Junior original series, Tiny Trailblazers, uh, geared for kids ages 2 to 7. Uh, Paolo Santiago and the River of Tears, Disney Plus original series, uh, fantasy adventure television series based on the critically acclaimed novel of the same name by author Taylor K. Magia, and published by Disney Hyperion under the Rick Riordan Presents imprint. Wonderful. Oh, Rick Riordan um, did uh, the 
Percy Jackson books, I think. That sounds familiar. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, American Born Chinese, Disney Plus original series, previously announced genre-hopping action comedy series based on the graphic novel of the same name uh, by Jean Luen Yang. Yang uh, tells the story of Jin Wang, uh, an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his home life. When he meets a new foreign student for the first time, first day of the school year, even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in a battle of Chinese mythological gods. Uh, there's some other that stuff there. Fun. Beauty and the Beast, working title. This is the Gaston and LeFou show finally coming out. Oh, um, that? Well, not really. It's a working title still. Yeah. Uh, but they announced that Rita Ora is joining the previously announced cast, Rita Ora. which includes... Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which includes Frothy and Jelani Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin? Aladdin? As a fugitive with surprising abilities who can carry as a secret that could potentially affect an entire kingdom. Big Shot Season 2 we talked about. The crossover is a, uh, a cl- based on the uh, the novel uh, Doogie Camille Aloha, MD Season 2. I don't know what that is, but it's Season 2 is here. High School Musical the Musical Series Season 3, in addition to music from Frozen, Season 3 features music from Camp Rock and High School Musical franchises. No. Okay. That's all. I'm screaming. Uh, what else we got here? The Mysterious Bandit Society Season 2, Mighty Ducks Game Changer Season 2, National Treasure, the Disney Plus original series. An expansion of the popular National Treasure movie franchise, this Disney Plus original series centers on the young heroine Jess, a brilliant and resourceful dreamer, dreamer with a natural talent for solving puzzles and proclivity, I don't know that word, for unraveling good mysteries. Jeez. In search of answers about her own family, Jess embarks on an adventure of a lifetime and recruits a few treasure-hunting friends. Ready for this? Tasha, Ethan, Oren, and Liam. Get the hell out of here. What kind of names are those? Uh, I named Oren and, F- and Liam. Uh, I mean, I just, I like, you think National Treasure. I'm not really thinking of them, but anyway, that's fine. Who are you thinking uh, of? I don't know what I'm thinking Nicholas of. James, Jim, Bob, and Jones? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas and Cage. Um... <laughs> And an FBI agent to help uncover the uh, the truth about her parents and their connection to a long-lost Pan-American treasure. Catherine Zeta-Jones joins the previously announced cast. Yo. That includes Lizette Alexis, Zuri Reed, Jordan Rodriguez, Antonio Cipriano, and Jake Austin Walker and Lyndon Smith. Remember Catherine um, Zeta-Jones? She was a T-Mobile lady. What else has she done besides that? <laughs> National treasure, apparently. Good for her. Um, yes. Let me dial back. I know people of all these names as well. Of Tasha, Ethan, Orrin, and Liam. I just, when I saw it, I'm like, I don't know, maybe like Daxter or like, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> like heroic, I don't know, heroic, uh, you know, Pan American names like Liam. Uh, is Liam, a anyway. Pan- Liam is an Irish I, ass that, name. That was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, as well as the Spiderwood Chronicles, are both getting Disney Plus original series. Yes. And that's it. We're done. Ooh. So many things. Jesus, that was a lot of that things. That was a lot of things. That's why you. They really every time. Well, I well I wasted my damn time. I trusted in Disney Plus, and it was like and their Twitter account, and they said, "I hope you 17 choke." Seventeen National Geographic shows. <laughs> Literally, That's Jesus so much. Christ. Well, if you like nature, boy, have we got something in store for you. Um. Anyways, Ugh. one more need wa- piece of <laughs> entertainment news before we jump over to the gaming side of things. Um, this one comes from Variety. It takes two. Uh, game of the Year winner at the Game Awards. Our personal favorite game of the year. I basically have played through it twice at this point. Once with Paul on stream. Once with my nephew. It is a fantastic game. Uh, it is now getting an adaptation for film. And or TV? I don't know. It says both. Um, so Hazelight Studios has teamed up with DJ2 Entertainment to adapt the... So Sorry. Hazelight Studios is the developer of the game. 
has teamed up with DJ2 Entertainment to adapt the video game It Takes Two for film and television. Variety has learned exclusively. Uh, the game follows the adventures of Cody and May, two humans transformed uh, by magic into living dolls. You'd know that if you watched us play the game on stream. Uh, trapped in a fantastical world, they must overcome their fractured relationship and a variety of challenges in order to return to normal. During their journey, they are guided by the love guru, Dr. Hakim. Um, quote, creating the world and story in It Takes Two uh, was so much fun for me and the team, said Hazelight founder and creative director, Yosef Ferris, who we saw with our own eyes. Um, since it has strong narrative and, with many crazy characters and just as crazy co-op action moments, the potential is huge for a great adaptation to film or television. Um, so that's really the entire announcement. I don't think that there's much else there in terms of like timing or what this will actually look like. Um, even Variety says at the time of publishing, no studio or network is attached to the project, but sources say it is currently the subject of a multi-party bidding war. Uh, Pat Casey and Josh Miller, the writers behind Sonic the Hedgehog and its upcoming sequel, are attached to adapt It Takes Two for the screen. And honestly, they did a great job with Sonic, so I am excited for this. Um, I think this has a really good story in general. Uh, I thought I, the gameplay is really the main draw here, um, so it'll be interesting to see how it's adapted to story, but the writing was also really good. Um, the just yeah, the writing in general for the, for the game was great, so hopefully it'll be adapted well to the screen. Because um, I would hate to see a game that's as well received as this uh get a poor adaptation and kind of like sour the franchise in a way i don't know i feel like when games get poor adaptations you're i don't know maybe they don't sour yeah i think i think it'll be good um yeah no i think it'll be good uh i it takes two really hit home for me yeah uh without spoiling anything uh because it takes on and and i always wanted to i always thought it was important to show in some form of media, and my head was more so towards like visual media, uh, like a movie or a TV show or something like that, about what it's like for kids that are going through um, their parents separating or divorcing, yeah. and what that's like, those emotions that come with it, uh, the scenarios that they're put into as a child of divorced parents. Uh, it is a it is not a fun time. So mm-hmm. I I thought that that would be something that would be very powerful because. I think it's something that needs to be talked about more because there's a lot, you know, I guess it ties into like, you know, uh, talking about, you know, mental illness and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, issues that not necessarily mental like illness, but like mental would, health. Yeah. P- things that people right. historically kind of brush under the rug and be like, you don't talk about that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. And and that falls right into it. So yes. I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's a great, you know, something to get to the masses. I think that if given to the right director and studio, uh, it can be something very powerful. Yeah. So. Especially, like, if it's... I'm assuming it would be, like, a cartoon or an animated thing, like, kind of geared towards a younger audience. I think it's an important story to tell. Yeah, I... I Maybe not a younger audience, uh, but like a teen-ish young no, 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 no. That's not the part I was actually disagreeing with. Mm. I was actually disagreeing with the animated part, mm. where I think it could be, like, a... Like a, like a live-action with CGI kind of thing. It could be. Um don't make it creepy, right? But yeah. yes, it could be. So but I feel like it kind of—I don't know. I guess we'll see. See what happens. I'm assuming maybe if anything, it would be like a Sonic, like CGI, but right, like real set kind of. Thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right, we have a shit ton of gaming news and less than twenty minutes in the episode. We're probably going to go over the hour. So if you're watching, buckle in or listening. Sorry. You want me to marathon in. through? I'm ready. I'm ready. Just say the word. <laughs> Just say the word. Well, you're going to marathon through the Nintendo stuff, which. Is coming okay, go. Much later. You go. Go, go, I don't go, even know go, what we're go, go. About. All right, let's see. This one comes from Jason Schreier. 
uh, Suicide Squad game that we were really excited for when we saw the trailer premiere at the Game Awards is uh, quietly delayed. So Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League uh, has been delayed until 2023, according to Rocksteady. Uh, or Sorry, according to people familiar with development. So this is an official announcement from Rocksteady. Um, but it looks like it's been quietly pushed back. So that's unfortunate. But it gives me more time to beat the games that I already own. So that's good. Uh, other news, <laughs> GameStop is building an NFT marketplace because they love scamming consumers, is what Paul wrote. Uh, this one comes from Engadget. As reports uh, suggested last month, GameStop is getting into NFTs. Uh, the company has partnered with Immutable X to build a marketplace for NFTs, which they expect to open up later this year. Uh, people will be able to buy and sell NFTs linked to the digital assets for use in various games. The items will include things like virtual real estate character skins and weapons i went down this i went down this rabbit hole as well like looking into um like the uh, uh, the metaverse and buying real estate and like people are going crazy it's like i have a lot of like pe- i don't know maybe uh we're, yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it here yeah. maybe people are uh you know i don't know maybe people are like you know they're gonna be the last ones laughing i don't know but Whatever. Remember Second Life? Remember uh, the PlayStation had PlayStation Home? Yes. That was a PlayStation virtual environment. It was like a metaverse almost. Uh, they, Facebook's got uh, Facebook Hori- or Meta Horizons, which is like yes. their like in, you know, VR thing. It's just strange. Yeah. Anyway, continue. It's Yeah. So, sorry. To finish up this item and then to comment on it a little bit. Uh, GameStop and Immutable X are hoping to entice game developers to use the marketplace with the help of a $100 million fund. Whether developers and studios will bite on mass and mass, I guess, uh, remains to be seen. Um, basically, every single studio besides Ubisoft that has come out with like we're doing NFTs, and then there's like this huge backlash, and they're like we're so sorry, we're not doing NFTs. Ubisoft is the only one, which is so funny to me because so Ubisoft had a live service game. Uh, God, what was it called? The jumping vertical one that they were like we're canceling the game. It was like a free to play shooter. That they announced that they're canceling. You know what I'm talking about. Oh my god. Ubisoft live service game. It's like, uh... Shoot. Oh, the one where it, like, mixed all the characters together? No. It's like a, it was like a shooter game that they tried to promote, and they're like, oh, it's super fun, and then it's like, actually, we're shutting this down because no one's playing it. It's not Rocket Arena. Uh, Knockout City? I don't think it was that one. Ubisoft game is shutting down. Here we go. Uh, Hyperscape. Hyperscape. They had this game called Hyperscape, which they marketed... I couldn't even tell you what that was. No one played it. They marketed it to hell, and they were like, oh, it's going to be so good, and everyone like gave them all this feedback. They're like, it's not that great. Like, Maybe do some things. And they're like, no, 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 it's going to be so good. You have to trust us. And now they're like, the game's shutting down in April. No one played it. Thanks for all, all your players. Um, and now they tried to do <laughs> NFT stuff, and everyone's like, we don't want this in our games. Like, We don't want to own the skins for the, that they're... Like, no one plays games to own property. And people are like, oh, you're going to own it or whatever. So everyone like, did this all this backlash. And then the Ubisoft CEO or president, someone higher up, an exec, I don't want to like misquote or anything or misattribute the quote, but it was like, oh, the players just don't understand. Like, they don't know that this is good for them. And it's like, buddy, I don't think that this is going to work out for you guys. But good luck. Godspeed. Um, so anyways, I'm not surprised that GameStop is doing NFTs. It's a lucrative business. It's the same thing. It's the same thing like them selling Funko Pops. They're trying to make that money. It's the dot-com bubble. Everyone's getting really excited about this new thing that they can get rich quick on. And then it's... We'll see what happens. I'm just not going to say anything. We'll see what happens. Um, If we're running through the rest of these, I can go through real quick. And then you can jump into the last two. Um, GTA 6 
is officially in development, while GTA Five, the 2013 game, <laughs> is going next-gen next month, nine years after its original release, is officially getting a, a fully revamped next-gen release in March for Xbox Series X and PS5. Um, so, this one comes from directly from uh, Rockstar's game, Rockstar Games. Sorry. Uh, many of you have been asking about the new entry in Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we've previously delivered. We're pleased to confirm that active development for the new series is underway. Everyone kind of knew this already. Uh, GTA 5 and GTA Online will come to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on March 15th with new graphics modes, technical advancements, and much more. Uh, GTA 5 and GTA Online for PS5 and Series X uh, slash S features new graphics modes up to 4K in resolution, up to 60 frames per second, texture and draw distance upgrades, HDR uh, options, and ray tracing, uh, as well as offering the technical advancements of the latest console generation with faster loading times, immersive 3D audio, platform-specific features like haptic feedback, and much more. Um, so I saw a lot of, like, kind of, not backlash, but people commenting on Twitter, and they're like, really? They can't bring a nine-year-old game up to, like, more than 4K60? GTA 5 is really unique in the amount of, like, PC-specific mods, I guess. The game still looks like a release that was released this year, when you have the right mods and everything. Like, they've made so many yeah. advancements, so it doesn't surprise me that, like, with all this advancement that they're doing for the new console release that it's can only run up to 4k 60 um presumably all only on the series x and ps5 probably the series s will like run at a lower resolution lower frame rate um so it doesn't surprise me it's a really advanced engine and they've done a lot of work to maintain it like it's honestly a really great live service game in a way like gta online specifically um people still play the hell out of it like when you log on twitch and you see like the most played games like if you log in without an account it'll just default to like showing you what the top games are it's like fortnite apex and gta 5 is usually up there like it is still crazy it's so like, crazy to me we it laugh is, about it is, that it's a nine-year-old game but it has a huge 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 following so yeah it Good is it is crazy one thing that i will say with all this is it's a little disappointing that they didn't say anything about the upgrade potential with your game and they and it sounds like all things are pointing to like no 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 you can go buy like the seventy dollar iteration now that's for the new systems, which I think is bullshit. If that's the case, yeah, um, it's funny. and I was anything. reading, I because like I almost bought, I was gonna buy GTA Five digitally because I do want to get back into it. Like I started a long time ago, mm. um, but I did want to get back into it. It was like fifteen bucks digitally or whatever, and I was like, oh, and they announced this, and I'm like, I'm gonna wait just because I don't trust that they're gonna be like, oh yeah, here's an upgrade path for you. They're gonna be like, oh, like here, just you know, here's an upgrade for fifty bucks. Yeah, just buy it on PC. Buy it on PC, install all the mods, you'll get the next-gen upgrade, basically. Mm, and I'm sure it's, sure. like, really cheap on Steam. I don't even know how much it is. But I'm pretty sure I own it on PC, because it was at one point, like, 10 bucks. I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> and just buy it on PC, and you're good. And you have, never have to worry about upgrade paths. Never worry again. Just buy a new graphics card. Good luck. Perfect. <laughs> and then, last but not least, for the general section of the gaming, Wolf Among Us 2 is coming in 2023 which is really exciting to me because I actually beat the first one on stream, which is fun. Um, I think I started... What you think of the one. trailer? I actually didn't watch the trailer yet. I'm fake. <laughs> I've been working all day. I literally ran home, went to the bathroom, and hopped on stream, and here we are. I'm still in work clothes. Um, but I'm super excited for this. I will watch the trailer after it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I remember I started playing the first one after this one was announced, and I'm like, ooh, you know what? I've always wanted to play that game. I'll do it. Um, and I really enjoyed it, so I hope that this one is good excited for it all right it's uh i'm just like skipping through it not that any of this means anything to me 
it's a very I would I don't want to say point and click because it's a little tiny bit more than that. It's kind of like a lot of uh, quick time events and like yeah, investigating. It looks, it looks exciting. It's fun. It's like a it's it's very story based. It's like Disney After Dark kind of thing. Disney After Dark a little bit. Um, it's all, all right. Do you want to you want me to you want to cover the next one or two or do you want me to cover the rest? Um, you, you can I guess you can take the the next. Like three, and then we can just tag team Nintendo. Because that's yeah, kind of big. whatever you want, it's fine. Yeah, this works. That is, okay. uh, that is fine. They really did announce a lot of shit today, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Sony bought Bungie. Yes. Yeah, so unless you've been living under a rock and you haven't been keeping up, Sony bought Bungie pretty quickly after uh, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. Uh, so Sony paid three point six billion dollars for Bungie. Uh, why? I don't really know. So it's it's anyone's guess why why they bought Bungie because um, I believe Destiny has been free on PlayStation consoles. But anyway, in an official post from uh, PlayStation, this one comes from IGN by the way. In the official PlayStation blog post, Jim Ryan begins by confirming Bungie's independence. I want to be very clear at the, to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. Ryan also says that Bungie will quote sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organizations. Uh, organization where the two two groups will collaborate. PlayStation Studios will also gain access to Bungie's proprietary tools, which can be used for PlayStation Studios teams, according to the blog. Um, they they they've done a lot of promotion around Destiny and PlayStation. Uh, da, 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 da. There was talk about like they pretty much bought Bungie. Here we go. Uh, wait, is this it? Bungie will run as an independent subsidiary of SIE and will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to, quote, self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. Uh, there was something about, like, I don't know, like, like PlayStation wanted them to help with a game that they're creating, almost, or something like that. So, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. I, it's, I don't want to waste too much time on it, but for those that are... Oh, sorry, go ahead, on. I was going to say, that doesn't surprise me, if they, like, kind of hired for the talent. To have it kind of in-house in case they need to pull them in on different projects, but like, well, otherwise leave them alone kind of thing. Kind of like consultants, I yeah. guess, in a way. In-house yeah, I, so I, I don't know. Bungie's in a in a weird spot, right? So like, Ahmed, you dropped in like this blurb about Bungie on Wikipedia. So for those that don't know, Microsoft acquired Bungie in 2000, and its first project was Halo Combat Evolved. Um, and it was uh, it was repurposed as a launch title for Microsoft's Xbox. Uh, Halo became the Xbox's killer app, selling millions of copies and spawning the Halo franchise. On October 5th, 2007, Bungie announced that it had split from Microsoft and become a privately held independent company, Bungie LLC, while Microsoft retained ownership of the Halo franchise intellectual property. Signed a 10-year publishing deal with Activision April 2010. Uh... Their first project was the 2014 first-person shooter, Destiny, which was followed by Destiny 2 in 2017. In January 2019, Bungie announced it was ending this partnership and would take over publishing for Destiny. So, It's almost uh, like they just kept fighting for their independence, and these companies are like, no, you work for us now. So, like... Yeah, yeah. I remember the day that it was announced... And money talks, right? Yeah, I remember the day it was announced, Jason Schreier was saying that, like... uh, when they announced their independence from from Activision, they were like popping champagne bottles or in the office or whatever, and then like the Sony thing happened. And I don't know if the the internal response was negative or positive because everyone's kind of at home working from home. Um, but I don't know. I hope that they are done well. I hope that Sony treats them right. I don't think it. It doesn't sound like they plan on doing anything wrong with them or doing them wrong. But 
I guess we'll see. I, I did see something, though, that someone said uh, an analyst was like, um, I forgot who the analyst was, so forgive me. Uh, but they were saying that they think Sony overpaid for Bungie, which I, it's, I mean, it almost sounds like it was very reactionary, but these aren't things that happen overnight. Like, this must have been planned for some time, so who knows? I have no idea. Right. I'm trying to see how much the, oh, Michael Pachter is who said that. Holy crap, I haven't seen his name in a long time. Michael Pachter, the analyst? Uh. Yeah, Sony vastly overpaid for Bungie, says Michael Pachter. Unlike Microsoft and Take Two, for Activision, Blizzard, and Zynga. Um, anyway, that's great. I'm happy for everybody that they're acquiring people. Uh, hopefully, these people get paid more. Um, but okay, so that's that. We'll see what happens from there. But yeah, it's it's a weird climate, and there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, if you think that was big, just wait till you see what else Sony's cooking up and all this other stuff." So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how about some news on Microsoft's uh, intent to release Call of Duty on other systems? Mm-hmm. So, there's a comment here, and this one comes from a, like, almost like a Q&A blog post on, on Microsoft's website uh, about, like, open app store principles and how it relates to Activision Blizzard. And they said, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. We are also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business. Well, that's nice until someone comes in and is like, actually, we should make all this stuff in-house. So hopefully that that yeah. uh, philosophy stays. And is I sure there. hope so. Truly. I sure hope so. All right, let's move into the meat and the potatoes. It's time for the Nintendo news. The Switch has officially outsold the Nintendo Wii. Ooh. This one comes from The Verge. The Nintendo Switch had a relatively strong holiday quarter with 10.67 million units shipped between October and December, despite the global semiconductor shortage. That brings the system's lifetime total to 103.54 million units shipped, meaning it took just under five years to overtake the Wii's 101.63 million units. That is units. absolutely insane. Like, the Wii was such a ridiculously huge success story for Nintendo, and the Switch is just like destroying it like it is insane and you think about like what's next right like what what's gonna be the next system that nintendo makes to like destroy i mean it's the switch like it's because up until now nintendo keeps on like innovating and doing like fun new things i feel like the switch is such a perfect not perfect but it's such an excellent form factor an excellent you know whatever i don't know it's it would be difficult for them to try anything new to, to ruin that. Like, I think anything that they do from here on out is just an improvement on that existing formula in terms of, like, hybrid right. console. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. So, yes. um, And that. then this was mentioned... This was mentioned on a couple... Uh, this was mentioned on a couple different segments that I've been looking at, but... And I see quotes all the way back to December 21st, 2020... But apparently, like Nintendo deems the Switch as halfway through its life cycle. Halfway. So it's at it's yeah. So it's like at a midpoint. It's six. So years I guess old. they. So I guess they see this as a twelve-year-old console, which is insane to think. But, Damn. Um. I I don't know. I mean, so maybe it's kind of like maybe the life cycle includes things like you know how the 3ds had like the new 3ds and like was a little bit of an upgrade. Like maybe that's in. That's a thing. the new Nintendo Switch. I don't know. 
Like, um, and we've got some breaking theme park news. We interrupt <laughs> this broadcast. Uh, this comes from Ryan here, which I did see this, and I forgot to put this. Uh, I put this as a talking point. Uh, but Dollywood has announced that they will begin paying college tuition for all of their employees, and they'll be covering 100% of all college costs, which includes all fees and the cost of textbooks. That's honestly amazing. And from the yeah, from the article that I read, uh, they're going to cover part time, full time, and seasonal employees, and it starts on the first day of your employment. That is incredible. Yo, Dolly Parton for the win. I want to go to let's Dolly go work so for, bad. Let's go work for Dollywood. <laughs> let's go work for Dolly. I got the Dolly vaccine. I'm trying to work for Dolly Parton now. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's move into the Nintendo Direct. It starts on the 24th of this month. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, let's move into Nintendo Direct. IGN's got a nice, big article here. Um, and we will... I guess we'll just go back and forth. Yeah, that sounds good. Um. Mm, I should make you start. You get all the shit ones. I'll start. That's okay. Uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was officially announced after being long rumored uh, for September 2022. So that is this year for those keeping count. Congratulations, The new Justin. star story. Sorry. Yes, congratulations to Justin and whoever else enjoys Xenoblade Chronicles. I saw it as the final announcement, and I literally verbally said, enough. I am tired of Xenoblade Chronicles. Where the hell is Zelda? Um... So, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 also looks to connect the futures of both Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, I'm happy for everybody that's happy for this. Good. Good, good, good. Um, Mario Kart Deluxe, 8 Deluxe, sorry, is getting 48, 40, 48 new tracks with paid DLC through 2023. That is, when I heard that, I was like, oh, so like the total tracks will be 48? No. 48 additional courses. Which is absolutely insane to me through 2023. Uh, the first six waves, all of which will contain eight courses, uh, arrive on March 18th and include classic tracks such as We Coconut Mall. Ooh, you've been Coconut Mall. There's an audio from TikTok. Uh, N64 Choco Mountain and Tour Tokyo Blur. Um, the booster course pass will cost $24.99, uh, but it will be free to all members of Nintendo Switch Online with the expansion pack. So it's free for me, baby. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah, so this, this to me, and I don't know whether i'm right or wrong but it seems like somebody was like let's make mario kart 9 and here's like some rudimentary feature that is included and someone's like no that's a stupid idea release all these tracks that you're thinking of like go remaster some classic tracks and uh because i think it's almost like this is becoming like the smash ultimate of the mario kart series like and that was the first thing that came to mind yeah but my my question is are they, are they doing only remastered tracks or are they doing new tracks as well as remastered i don't know the answer to that question um, but either way, either. it is it is pretty exciting, and you know I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, no, it's still still exciting regardless. I'm hyped about it, and the fact that it's going to be free is pretty cool too. So twenty five dollars seems to be like the the sweet point for Nintendo that they found for everything but Smash DLC. Well, I guess Smash DLC as well. It's twenty five dollars for the yeah. the whatever. But the fact um, that it's included with expansion the, the expansion pack or whatever the Switch Online expansion pack. How much is that? That's fifty bucks a year. Right? I think it's oh I think it's eighty for a family membership, but yeah, I think it's fifty bucks a year. For individuals fifty bucks a year. So it's like just pay double that and you'd basically never have to pay because I'm assuming they're gonna keep on releasing this kind of DLC because the first one was the Happy Home Paradise, uh, or Happy Home Design or whatever it's called, for uh, Animal Crossing, and now this. Which those two basically is the cost of the entire year membership of Nintendo Switch online, so works out. Right. So the first eight courses that'll be revealed as part of Wave 1 have already been revealed, uh, which are Paris Promenade from Mario Kart Tour, Toad Circuit from Mario Kart 3D, 
uh, 3DS, which is Mario Kart 7, I think. Yes. Uh, Choco Mountain from Mario Kart 64. Coconut Hall. Coconut. You, didn't we just say it was Coconut Mall? Coconut Mall is for the Wii. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, maybe it's they put coconut. They put they put coconut hall in here. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour, Shroom Ridge from Mario Kart DS, Sky Garden from Mario Kart Advance, and uh, Ninja Hideaway from Mario Kart Tour. I was so. actually wondering what Tour Tokyo Blur meant. I didn't realize Mario Kart Tour had its own original tracks. I thought it was just repurposed. Yeah, tracks. and that that's a pretty popular game from what I understand. So, yeah. um, so it's interesting because like even this article on IGN references uh, well. So we know Mario Kart 8 was like the best-selling racing game. Oh, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 was named the best-selling racing game in U.S. history in April 2021. Uh, the combined sales... the co- Oh, the combined sales of the original Wii U, Mario Kart 8, and Nintendo Switch's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe pushed the game past the previous record holder, Mario Kart Wii. And recent reports suggest Mario Kart 9 is in active development, though for now it seems Nintendo is still focused on Mario I mean, Kart yeah, 8 Deluxe, this which is, is so insane. Going into through 2023 so maybe this is like buying time for mario kart 9 to come out in like 2024 and beyond uh um, yeah because like maybe they just started working on it and they're like this is actually going to take a while or or hot take mario kart 9 is coming out for the new whatever switch plus switch Pro. the new nintendo switch yeah, yeah. exactly so uh, the switch pro yeah oh yeah the switch pro that one hurts yeah um that one stings so uh, in more exciting news, Fire Emblem Warriors, The Three Hopes, has uh, <laughs> been announced, which features characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, it'll be arriving on Switch on June 24th, 2022. Uh, it's the second Musou-style Fire Emblem game, and it looks to feature characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses. So, Justin, I don't know if it's another one for you, but congratulations. You know, for you. I was low-key, like, I did want to try Fire Emblem Three Houses. I just can't get into the gameplay of Fire Emblem games. But, like, it did look fun from the announcement, so maybe this will look fun as well. Um... Next up. Go play Hyrule Warriors, and I, that that was that was a, a Musou game. Same exact idea, but with the characters they actually know. Oh, there you go. Listen, whatever. Anyway. Our background is uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, which brings 5v5 soccer action to the Switch. Super Mario Strikers was originally on the GameCube, and we hadn't seen a sequel since. Uh, so this is kind of a big surprise. I don't think anyone had this on our bingo card. But Mario Strikers is returning with Mario Strikers Battle League. A 5v5 soccer game with no rules, quote-unquote, features Mario characters and will allow up to eight players to compete on one Switch, which is actually kind of impressive. Uh, much like Mario Kart, Battle League will let uh, players use items and activate special shots to help them secure victory. Mario Strikers Battle League will be released on June 10th, 2022. Very exciting. I never played the original, but what- I know it was. I heard of very good things. What you meant to say is we haven't seen a sequel since Mario Strikers Charge for the Wii, is what you meant to say. Oh, I didn't even realize that that was a thing, if we're being honest. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. So, there was a sequel on the Wii, and then we have not seen anything since was then. Was it well so, received, the Wii sequel? Uh, I, like I, I think so. I didn't hear anything about it. That like it doesn't ring any bells. It is, it is just, total side note, we were talking about this before we start recording. Mm-hmm. It is so crazy to me how much GameCube games are. Like... So, Super Mario Strikers for GameCube, with manuals and everything in the case, is like over $100. It's me, very crazy a clown. So, I sold my GameCube and all my GameCube games like an idiot in like 8th grade. I don't know. I was stupid. I was like, I don't play video games anymore. I'm too cool. Meanwhile, I was playing Maple Story all throughout college. Or all throughout high school. <laughs> I mean, but whatever. He was too cool! Yeah. Clown hours. Clown hours of the day. Uh, Chrono Cross Remaster is officially announced for Switch. Another one that was heavily rumored. Um, okay, 
I'm taking the yeah, next really, two. Like, this is bullshit. Like, really I'm getting shafted on all of these. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Chrono Cross Remaster was announced for Switch. Uh, so this is coming to Switch on April 7, 2022. What's not mentioned here is it also, it's also coming to all of the other major consoles. Uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition, as it is called, will include such updates as the ability to turn off encounters and an enhanced soundtrack. The game also includes the Radical Dreamers text adventure that was previously only available on the Satellaview. So this is the spirit successor to chrono trigger but is apparently not as good and the trailer looked very rough for it so and even though it looks remastered yeah, like, it still has that same slowdown it was they were like remastered and that's at 64 graphics but like the ui is remastered i guess so the text is easier to read i don't know yeah it's uh yeah was it originally an n64 game i just said that after no ps1 ps1 sorry Close enough same era I hold on, hold on. Okay, so hold on. Holding offense. Hold on. Five yard penalty. First down. If you remember, if you think back to the olden times when times were easier, back in the year 2021. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about E3 2021 when Paul made the prediction that we sports was finally coming to Nintendo Switch. I was hornswoggled. I was boondoggled. <laughs> I was proven wrong. Boondoggled. They made fun of me. They threw tomatoes at my face. <laughs> and today, a legend was born. Vindication. Vindication was, or justice was served. <laughs> Nintendo Switch Sports was announced. And it's a new take on Wii Sports. I'm so hyped for you. I'm so happy. Round of applause, truly. I, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I just last night was like, I could see a Mario Kart 9 being announced. I could see Wii Sports finally being ported. And everyone laughed at me. And here y'all are. Boo-boo the fool. For the record, no uh, one laughed. I agreed. I was like, yeah, that could work. Yeah, so obviously Mario Kart 9 didn't happen. But Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 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 happened. So yes. Close enough. Um, Anyway, so yes, I am stealing this headline from Ahmed because you got all the good ones. That's fair. Uh, fans of Wii Bowling will be happy to know that a new version of it will be returning as part of Nintendo Switch Sports. Joining bowling will be tennis, uh, Shambara, Shambara, word swordplay. <laughs> That's what it means. Um, uh, Shambara, which is swordplay, mm -hmm. soccer, badminton, and volleyball. Additionally, the leg strap accessory found in Ring Fit Adventure can be used to kick a virtual ball in soccer Ooh, shootout. Good news, I own that. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a good news. I own that. I've used it once. I've used um, it thrice. Thrice. Nintendo Switch Sports will be available on April 29th, twenty twenty two, and there will be free updates post launch, including one that adds golf. I'm surprised that golf uh, is not an online at launch, but okay, sure. Yeah, that, they they must be tweaking that um but yeah so an online play test will take place on february 18th through the 20th for all nintendo switch Yo, online members. who's trying to play sports on stream i'm marking it in my calendar right it's now it's only it's only three things it's tennis bowling what are you afraid to lose in bowling and sword play i mean i'm down to play i'm down to clown I'll beat you um so what's interesting here not that anybody necessarily cares uh, but I was looking and I noticed that the game on the eShop is 40 bucks, but where pre-orders have gone up, it's 60 Huh. Maybe which is interesting. retailers are just assuming, but don't they usually go off like MSRP? That's strange. All right, I'm about to place a pre-order real quick on the eShop. But, just in um, case it goes up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a game I'd want digitally, because I feel like this is a game you bust out at any given time. Yeah, like you don't have to worry about and, like, putting your cartridge in or whatever, like you just want to have it be there 
Grab Wii Sports. Everybody's going to call this Wii Sports. Nobody is calling this yeah, Nintendo Switch Sports. Nice try, the it's, Nintendo. It's, yeah, it's Wii Sports. Yo, wait a second. If you go to the eShop page, let me let me send it in the chat. I am going to pre-order this. That's how hyped I am for this game. <laughs> um, Are you not excited? Oh, Ryan's right. Maybe the physical Oh. Oh shit, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan has a brain. Smart man. Guess who doesn't? Ryan has a brain. Us. Look, not me. Uh so look at the screenshot of bowling. Is that on like outdoor That's coconut mall bowling. Why does it have <laughs> Stop. Yo, that's like advanced bowling. Wait. They got obstacles now? Yeah, but look at that. It's got like an opening with like a little rail. Oh. I mean, that looks cool. I see. Okay. So they're advancing things. Also, are these like upgraded yes. Mies now? Like, is that what the? Because yeah, they're not using they're not using Mies. Surprisingly, like, Mies exists on the Switch. You can create one. So that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for the sword play. That was hella fun. On, in uh, Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports, yeah. Wii Sports Resort was only for Wii U, or am I misremembering? No, it was on Wii Motion Plus. It was on Wii, Sorry. but you need the Wii Motion Plus. Yes, correct. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Very exciting, so. regardless. No, this will be great. I'm I'm hyped for this. Yes. It is going to be fantastic. All right, you can take the next one now. Great. Uh, Triangle Strategy gets a free demo that will carry over to the full game. Um, so Triangle Strategy set to released on March 4th, so just about a month away. Brand new demo will be available today that will let players try out chapters 1 through 3. If players choose to purchase the game, all save data will transfer to the full version. Um, do you want to take the next one, or should I take the next one, and then you can get the other exciting one? I don't know. No, I like, can take the next one. That's fine. They mix up. Uh remakes of Front Mission and Front Mission 2 were announced. So apparently this was big for some people. Put your hands up if you uh, have heard of these games in the first place. I've heard of it. I have no idea what it I is. Haven't. Um another game for Justin. Congratulations <laughs> Justin. No, he was talking about uh, Triangle Nintendo Strategy. Switch. Oh yes, Triangle Strategy, yes. Um uh, yeah, so Front Mission first remake will arrive this summer and Front Mission 2 remake will come at some point in the future. Um I'm happy for whoever this impacts. So congratulations you did it. Very exciting. Splatoon 3's new Salmon Run mode was revealed, which was kind of weird. Like, the trailer was... <laughs> I don't know. The music was a little scary, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, but Splatoon 3 will be getting a new version of the co-op Salmon Run first uh, mode first introduced in Splatoon 2. We were given no re new release date beyond summer 2022, but we did get a glimpse of some of the com colorful and chaotic action we will be a part of later this year. Um, I'm really... I'm excited for this. I hope that this is good. I... Now that I, like, no longer dedicate all my free time to Overwatch, this is something that I could probably get into. Um, like, I, I always enjoyed the Splatoon games. I just never gave them, like, more than a few hours of my time. So, I... I was going to say, I have good news for you. You still own Splatoon 2. Yes, but, like, that's old news now. Like, who's playing that? Justin is. I know. <laughs> we, played, we played a little bit during... It was a, one of the events or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. It's it does look interesting. The salmon run mode was a lot of fun. That was something we like waited in line for at E three to play. Did we? Maybe you did. Did we I don't or remember. did we just watch? No, I think I did. The yeah, only I think thing I, I remember waiting in line for was that stupid car simulator thing, and then it crashed. And I was so and they were like, "Sorry, you can't play again." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I waited three hours in this line. Yeah, I remember that. And like somebody was like, "Oh yes, media." And they're like, "Oh yes, please come right through." It was like some clown. And we're like, "Yes, hello, peasants." Influencer. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, must be nice. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Metroid Dread is getting a free update that adds Dread mode and Rookie mode difficulties. This also screams Justin. Rookie mode for me. Uh, where if you get like, yeah, Rookie mode. <laughs> Dread mode means like you get hit once and you die Absolutely and you not. start over again. Mm -hmm. So I am. I'm good. Never doing that. That's a nightmare. Uh, 
it's going to come out in April 2022. Uh, oh, no, sorry. That's arriving later today uh, that adds those two modes. Then April 2022, there's going to be a free boss rush mode. So exciting for those that want it. Um, I'm good. Yep. No thanks for higher difficulty. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands Mouthful mode. What? Will let Kirby become a car or a vending machine? Um, excuse me. I had a burp that was coming up, but it's, it's not coming out. Anyway, ahead of Kirby and the Forgotten Lands release date of March 25th, uh, got a new gameplay trailer that showed off, among other things, Mouthful Mode. Uh, this will allow Kirby to inhale real-world real world objects like a car or a vending machine to turn into them. Um, so just an expansion on Kirby's abilities. Uh, yeah, so this was a big one because this almost had, like, for at least for me, that Mario Odyssey effect where it's like, oh, three to had it, anything, you'd be coming. Yeah. It was like Kirby, like, ate a car... And he like just suctioned around it, and then like yes, he became the car. It looked it was a scary, cute. but it was cute. It's fun. It looks like a I. Fun it looked it looked awesome. <laughs> I was very excited for this game. Yes. I love Kirby, and I'm very excited for. this I never game. got into Kirby games, but like, I like the idea. They're fun. I like that they exist. I I beat Kirby's Adventure on the Nintendo Entertainment System probably like a hundred times. Like I love that's that me game. with Super Mario, first one. Yeah, um, I hear that. Yeah. Um, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings will be added to Nintendo Switch Online later today. Uh, while fans still have to wait for an announcement regarding Mother 3, as we have been for a thousand years <laughs> and uh, whatever, we'll Nintendo continue. did reveal that both Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings will be released on Nintendo Switch later today. That's as part of Nintendo Switch Online, NES, and Super NES. Exciting stuff. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp launches on April 8th with the return of Advance Wars... Uh, sorry, while the return of Advance Wars was delayed out of 2021, fans won't have to wait too long for Advance Wars 1 Plus 2, uh, which will be released on April 8th, 2022. Uh, yes, so we've got a date around that, which is good. So April is a good time frame. These games are starting to slot in pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. um, Live a Live or Live Alive, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, will come west for the first time in 2022. It's a JRPG that had previously never been released outside of Japan. On July 22nd, all that changes as Live a Live or Live Alive will arrive on Switch in the HD 2D style that games like Octopath Traveler are known for. Live Alive's story follows seven protagonists that you can choose to follow their paths in any way you choose. Um, so this looked really interesting. Uh, it got my attention with the with the Octopath Traveler art style. So I don't know. I got to give these games a shot I mean, and see. Triangle Strategy but, is also Octopath Traveler style. I guess you could try that demo, yeah, chapters one through three. I, I, I could. You're right. You're right. I Did could. you ever try the original demo that came out a while ago for Triangle Strategy? Mm, no. No, I did not. I gave it a good shot. I played through an hour of it, and I was like, I can't. This is not for me, but it was fun, I guess. So <laughs> maybe you'd enjoy it. Um, Portal 1 and 2 will be released on Switch later this year as part of the Portal Companion Collection, which I don't even know what the Companion Collection is. Let's see. Uh, oh, no. it's The Companion Collection is literally just Portal 1 and 2. It's um, Portal 1 and 2, but it will include... Portal 2's full cooperative game mode, which can be played in split screen, local, and online multiplayer. Yes. So if you, so that's pretty neat. I wouldn't say this is a definitive way to play these games. Like if you have a PC or computer that can play them, play them there. Um, but if you have not played them ever at all and would like to, and you only own a Switch, I would highly, 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 highly recommend these games. They are kind of like, you know, when you say you haven't seen, I don't know casablanca or like gone with the wind like portal is one of those like all-time like hall of fame games so please play this if you haven't yet um 
Yeah, Portal Portal 2's uh, cooperative mode, if you have not played that, is fantastic. I don't think I ever played the Portal 2 cooperative mode. I don't know if... I have it on Steam. Does that mean I have access to the co-op mode? Probably. I want to say Logan and I played it together. I can't remember, but so yeah. long ago. I only ever played but, the single yeah, player, it, and I loved both, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, MLB The Show 2022 gameplay footage revealed. Uh, for the first time, MLB The Show will arrive on Nintendo Switch. While it's previously announced, we got a glimpse of the game in action, and I don't know, it looked like a, <laughs> looked like a Switch game. Yep. So, uh, yeah. This one's kind of a weird one. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed was announced for Switch. Uh, this is a basically direct port of the 2008 title of the same name from the Wii. Um, it doesn't look like it was updated at all, so I don't even know if this was a well-received game at the time that it was released, but if... It was. Okay, well, 14 years later, if you want to play it again, <laughs> basically without much change, um, it's coming out on April 20th, 2022. I don't know, I have no connection to this game at all so i, I can't speak to it in it's terms of if this is exciting or it, not but sure it's so weird to me right because like they keep doing this with these old star wars games they keep porting them over and charging like 20 bucks order for them and then they add like 16 by 9 support for like uh nice the old republic and i don't know if you have if you have access to an xbox series x or s or even an older xbox these have all been upscaled more or less. Yeah, so at least look a little bit the Xbox better. systems. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they look quite a bit better. So I messed around with uh, the Force Unleashed. And the Force Unleashed is like five bucks for the Xbox 360. And, and like once you have that, you get the upscaled version. And yeah, it's just like if you want to play some of these games, it, it's it's worth it to go buy a Series S for 300 bucks and you get these games on sale. <laughs> like I am so over this. Like it'd be cool to play this handheld. Yeah, it would. But I don't need it like at three frames per second anymore. Like I'm very over that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll play at better than three frames per second, considering it's a game from 2008. But I got the point. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of three frames per second, No Man's Sky is also coming to Switch, which will you'll you'll talk about in just a second. Yes. But um, I can't imagine that running well. Uh, it could barely run well on the systems it launched on. <laughs> uh, so this is interesting. Disney Speedstorm Racing uh, is racing onto the Switch with Disney and Pixar characters. It's a new free-to-play racer. Uh, oh, it's free to play. Anyways, never mind. It's, uh, the, speaking of the free to play, it's by the same developers as the Asphalt Games, Game Loft. I'm pretty sure. I saw that Game Loft. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw that. Uh, features characters like Mickey Mouse, Captain Jack Sparrow, and Solios for cross-platform play and split-screen. Uh, new characters, circuits, and carts will be introduced as part of a seasonal format. It's a new challenger in the kart racing genre uh, will be released this summer. I want to say that this might have potential based on how like incredibly well received the Hot Wheels game was. But the fact that it's game loft and it's a free to play immediately dashes off that hope into the ground. Right. It's not going to be that good. I didn't realize it was a free to play. I saw game loft. I had reservations. Now they know it's free to play. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to be another one like Subway Surfer. Have you ever launched like a mobile game recently? It's like buy tokens to buy diamonds to buy emeralds to buy tokens to buy outfits. And it's like, what is happening? Like, where, right. how do I just play the game? So I, I'm not. Okay. I'm so I didn't realize they they harped on the Asphalt series in the Switch uh, in the um, in the Nintendo Direct, like creators of the Asphalt series. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean the Asphalt series was like fun when smartphones were like new because it's like wow, look at these cool graphics I can get on my phone, and now it's like I don't actually want this. Like this was kind of like a fun thing when I was right. in college. It was a phase, yeah. yeah. So. 
I remember you always used to download the the newest Asphalt game. Yeah, because it was, like, fun to have, like, 3D graphics on my phone. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I don't know. But now it's whatever. Um, Anyways, yes, as you mentioned, No Man's Sky is traveling to the Switch in the summer of 2022. Um, They didn't really mention anything else beyond that. The game has already been out on other platforms for quite some time. So I'm assuming that they've done some optimization to bring it to Switch. Who knows if it'll run well. I, yeah, the gameplay trailer looked a little, uh, looked, uh... A wee bat ro- uh, low res. <laughs> a wee bat. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, all right. Klonoa, Door to Phantom Isle, and Klonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil, will make their way onto the Switch this July. So this is pretty cool. The Klonoa Fantasy Rever- Reverie, Reverie series will be released on July 8th and packages together Klonoa, Door to Phantom Isle, and Klonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil. Um yeah, are that's these... that. I mean, these games are, like, they're platformers, but they're typically rare and more, like, sought-after games. So, kind of cool that they're going to be available on Switch uh, and back available to the masses. Like, these are games I would like to play. Where um, are they originally but I'm not going to pay. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Oh, there's a Klonoa game on Wii. There's some on PS2. There's some on PS1. There's some on Game Boy Advance, huh. I think. Yeah, they're all over the place. Interesting. The character design from this trailer screenshot that I'm looking at is like the very early 2000s, like big shoes like Sonic, but big gloves like Mario and like, yeah, know, like Crash Bandicoot yeah, they're, attitude. <laughs> I think. It's like a yeah, they're, they're fun little games, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it, they, I don't know how well they've aged. Interesting. All right. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival drums onto Switch. Sorry, Rhythm Festival is the is the official name, and then drums onto Switch with seventy six boppin beats in twenty twenty two. Yes, the boppin beats, <laughs> including an orchestral version of Legend of Zelda's main theme. Uh, Gurenge? I don't know what that is. Feel special and racing into the night. Are these songs that I'm supposed to know? I don't know what these. Last I don't know, but apparently they're gonna have a subscription service with like over five hundred songs at launch or something that you can pay for. Ooh. So that's interesting. You know, if Rock Band Four um, had a subscription service, I'd probably still be paying for that and forgetting I had it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying this game. Like I, I've always wanted to like get the little drum and like try it, yeah. but the drums are like the aftermarket drums are uh, they're so expensive. I'm assuming if this game is launching, that the drums will be available in some aspect somewhere on like a not third party aftermarket basis. So who knows. I maybe maybe I'm just dreaming. I, who knows? <laughs> Probably. Maybe you're dreaming. Please God, tell me we're dreaming. <laughs> um, so Cuphead, the delicious last course, which I cannot not think of the Game Awards presentation yes. or little performance. Uh, paid DLC joins the Switch's library on June 30th. The long-awaited paid DLC for Cuphead, the delicious last course, will be released on June 30th. Perfect. Uh, Assassin's Creed: The Ezio Collection sneaks onto Switch next week. Uh, while previously announced, Nintendo reminded fans that the Ezio Collection will be released on February 17th. Um, so maybe I'll finally play this game. Psych. No, no you absolutely <laughs> will not. These are, these are not, this is another good good scenario where these games are going to be like 1 FPS. I'm pretty sure I already own them on PC as well. So anyway. So what, what comes in this collection? I'm looking here. It's Assassin's Creed the 2. Ezio, and then... 2, Brotherhood, Revelations... Yeah, it's like all the spin-offs. Why are there like two? Because he was only like two in movies. He was only in two as like a as a mainline character. Because three is like a different timeline. But they made spin-offs because people loved two. They really love Ezio. Um, the movies are are just short. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay that's okay. all that is. Just collects his. Yeah. Story so. 
once again, you can probably find these in much better resolution elsewhere, but I don't know. If this yeah. is your only place to play, and you want to play Assassin's Creed games, the gameplay didn't look awful. It looked playable. Yeah, I mean, these are older either. games, so I'm sure they'll run on Switch no problem. Like, they're... Mm. I wouldn't say no problem. With, with, uh, wasn't, wasn't Brotherhood and whatnot, weren't those, like, PSP games or PS Vita games? Like, I don't even think they were, like, main, like, games. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they were like Xbox 360, PS3 games. Yeah. But yeah, Xbox 360 and Switch, I feel like, have parity, if not the Switch being a little bit more powerful. Yeah, I don't know. So Hopefully. I'm sure it'll run fine. Um, Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece for Cloud will be released tomorrow. So the Cloud version of the, of the Kingdom Hearts games from the original through Kingdom Hearts 3 will be available on Nintendo Switch from February 10th. Uh, you can purchase the entire game collection or single game collections. Uh, once again, the whole cloud thing, I you know, I don't know. Kingdom Hearts 3, I can understand. You are really telling me you can't get Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 to play on the damn Switch? It's a joke. I mean... Maybe they're remastered. I, may, maybe I'm just... Uh, they are they are remastered, but oh. they're like the PS4 versions. I don't know, whatever. If one, Or no, the PS3... Yeah, they initially yeah they initially remastered the PS3 and then they got ported over to PS4. Either way, uh, if this is your only way to play Kingdom Hearts, play them. They're fantastic games. Yes. Uh, Stop the breaks in SD Gundam Battle Alliance later this year. Uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance challenges players to stop strange incidents called breaks. To accomplish this mission, players will quote lead three mobile suits and dynamic action RPG battles, uh, and the ability to enhance each suit with parts. To improve their power. I actually remember seeing this and I was like, this looks interesting, but sure, whatever. Um, not for me, but yeah. Speaking of not for me, Getsu Fumaden Undying Moon is a roguelike set in a dark fantasy world. Uh, it combines intense Ukeyu? Ukeyo? In my head, I'm like, Okoye? Black Panther? Okay, yeah. <laughs> roguelike action with a stunning dark fantasy world brought to life through traditional Japanese art. Be available on Switch later today. It looked. This looked kind of cool, actually. I, I do remember looking into this. Interesting. Um, and then, wrapping this all up, there's kind of a montage of upcoming Switch games. Uh, glimpses of LEGO Brawls coming in summer 2022. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles coming in June 10. That's a mouthful. Uh, Two Point Campus coming in May 17th, and Zombie Army 4 coming in April 26th. <laughs> Zombie Army 4. Okay, Arnold. I said Army. You said Army. No. Well, I'll, I'll, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll Are find you it. clipping we'll it? it? Great. Thanks. We'll clip it right now. Perfect. No, it's okay. I won't torture you. <laughs> anyway. Is Lauren making popcorn? Yo. What the hell is going pop on? Pop me some corn. Smell popcorn. Pop the corn. All right. It is... Um, Oh, Carlos thinks she got really into Demon Slayer. I know it's like it's an anime on Netflix. Is it actually genuinely really good? I feel like you don't even watch anime, so that's surprising that you got into into it. Maybe I didn't into say the Ami. thick of it. Into the thick of it. You did say Ami. Listen, it's not even a question anymore. Whatever. I'm telling you, it's definitively. We're at an hour and a half in this episode. Let me live. I'm tired. Let the man live. All right, I Let think that is it for this episode of What the Funcast. Thanks for sticking around. If you're still listening, an hour and a half in, and we had a lot of news. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we'll. Hopefully, we'll be around next week. I don't know. I feel like this was a really big news week, and usually after a big news week, there's like nothing happens for the next week. But we'll see. Maybe there will be stuff to talk about. Regardless, we will catch y'all next week. Tune in. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. That was so quick. Anyway, bye, y'all. Peace. Peace.